Hi everyone, welcome to the College Exploration Spotlight Series. My name is Victoria and I work for the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. Each episode, we're going to be interviewing current or recently graduated students at a variety of schools for teens to learn more about colleges before applying. Finding the right school to fit your wants and needs can be hard, but the library is here to help. Let's have some fun and explore these schools together. All opinions expressed by interviewees are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Charlotte Mecklenburg Library or its affiliates. Their opinions are based upon their experiences and information in which they consider to be reliable. Today's interview is with Jenica. So hi, Jenica. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So what school did you attend? I went to the University of North Florida in Jacksonville, Florida. It's, I'll probably refer to it as UNF. Um, nice. <laughs> so for anyone who's never been to Jacksonville, what is that town city like? It is an interesting place. Um, it's technically the largest city in the United States, um, but that's because its city lines is its county line. So it's not as big as it sounds, but it is still a big city um, compared to where I was coming from. So it's a big mix of all sorts of different people. There's a weird tourism and kind of weird industry, but you also get beaches and a lot of summer weather. So, yeah, because I've I've driven through there a number of times um, to go to Orlando. So mm -hmm. I know that it's sort of closer to the Florida Georgia line. And yeah, you're definitely close to the ocean. Yeah, we actually hosted the Florida Georgia football games in Jacksonville because it was like neutral territory. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how would you rate your overall experience there? I had a really great time, which was completely unexpected. Um, I came from out of state to finish high school in Florida, and I realized I had to stay in state for financial reasons, and I had all these terrible preconceived ideas of what Florida universities would be, and um, I kind of had to overcome that and everything, but I ended up having what I think is one of the best experiences I could have had in an undergrad. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So it kind of continues on with this. What would you say your favorite part about attending the school was? It was it was a good size. Um, There's a lot of opportunities because it wasn't huge, but it also wasn't minuscule. I think at the time we had about 14,000 students. Okay. So it was a good size. Um, but because it wasn't overflowing with people, I was able to have like good relationships with my professors. Um, I got... Uh, put up for scholarships I didn't even necessarily know I qualified for because they're like oh this girl could use this and they knew me by name so they would put me in for stuff um, I had a lot of study abroad opportunities that were really accessible that at bigger schools I just know are harder to find that's awesome because mm -hmm. you know I I guess I did go to a decently sized university so stuff like people thinking of me and knowing me by name for like scholarships and stuff didn't come the same way and so that's a really cool that you had things like that available yeah, got, to you I got really lucky I got a housing grant um, that I didn't even know I had applied for but a woman in the office thought my mom and I were sweet when we came in to check the school out and she put my name in the running for it um, and I qualified that's I also so got nice. another scholarship the same way. She was just like, you know, I talked to this girl earlier. I'm going to put her in the running. I think I had everything except one, uh, one aspect of the that they wanted for the nominee, and I still beat out everybody else because I had more than anybody else. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. All right. So what is the food like on campus? What type of options did you have? Like what's out there? So we were kind of in a weird place because a lot of cruises go out of Jacksonville and cruise employees aren't supposed to be at sea for a certain amount of months. So oftentimes our cafeteria staff was cruise chefs who were forced to be on land for like their two month break. Huh. So That's we would have like crab legs. But then we would also have like mac and cheese. So it was a weird mix of food. We had lots of seafood, um, more than often like 
luau themed evenings in the cafeteria um a lot of like pina colada style slushies and stuff like that that you i didn't expect um that is really, really yeah so it's very, very unexpected yeah um but i i think i had my I had a food plan my first year that I was living on campus and it was handy to just walk to the cafeteria and get what you needed. Um, we really didn't have any restaurants on campus though. I think by my second year we'd had um, two Starbucks built. So that was nice, but no fast food um, or anything like that. No, not on our campus. It was pretty close. It was within like a two mile walk. Um, UNF is situated in the middle of a nature preserve in Jacksonville. It used okay. to be a tree farm. Um, but so it's in the middle and there's this band of trees around it. So you had to walk through all that if you wanted to get to fast food and stuff. Um, so it was accessible, but it wasn't like you were rolling out of bed, walking five feet and it was right there, which I actually really kind of liked because I have a tendency to enjoy all the sweets and all the bad food for me. So it was nice that it was a step away. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting because I think you would be the first person I've talked to that said that they didn't really have any of like the fast food type options on campus. So I find that very interesting. Mm -hmm. We were a small university. I think we were only founded in the 70s. Um, so we hadn't been around for that long. So most of our construction now, I think they do have like fast food and a Sabaro and all that stuff in the student union, but that wasn't even, the construction hadn't started until I think like 2014 and I was, I graduated in 09. So, okay. yeah. So did you live on campus at all? And if you did, what were those residence halls like? So I lived on campus all four years because I got a housing grant. Yep, that's um, right. You can say that. Yeah. So that was actually really um, nice. I had a good experience. My first um, my first year I had a little issue with the roommate situation, but it was all resolved. There's a lot of good systems put in place for that, but the dorms themselves were really nice. Um, you know, nothing huge, nothing crazy. We all had our own closet space and stuff like that. Um, but it was really manageable. I think once I got into having two people per room, that was a lot better. My first year was three, which I think was oh, a wow. little, a little crowded, but, um, <laughs> You know, never, I don't think I've ever heard of someone doing three to a room. Before. Yeah, yeah, it was a good size room, um, but it was definitely a little bit more like I think I only did three for the first year, and then I had two, and then my last year, seniors were allowed to live in the on-campus apartments. So my roommate and I had a whole little apartment with a kitchen, which was really nice. That is nice. Mm -hmm. So would you say that the first couple of years that this dorms are more like the traditional style where, you know, you share the bedroom and then there's like a communal bathroom in the hallway? Or did you have it a little bit more sweet style where there was a bathroom in the room? Yeah. So we had a bathroom in our room um, and a little like kitchenette space outside of that. So there was two sinks, which was really handy. And then a little countertop that you could put all your mini fridges under. Um, because like I said, I only had the food uh, plan my first year. So after that, I pretty much lived with my mini fridge and microwave and I, I did whatever cooking I could do that way. Um, which, because I had that little bit extra space, wasn't that hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So since you said it's such a small university, I'm assuming you probably have a really good story for this. Can you tell me about your best or a standout faculty experience? I had so many great faculty experiences. Like, I feel really lucky to have had a lot of them that I do. Um, I'd say my most important one was one of my art history professors, uh, Dr. Scott Brown. Um, he still teaches there, and he's wonderful. Um, I took one of his classes and completely fell in love with his teaching style and ended up taking every art history course he offered. And um, because of that, like, I did an independent study with him my last year, and we actually presented that study at a conference, um, which a lot of undergrads don't get to do in the arts. Um, and I was the first ever art history uh, presentation at this one conference on campus. That's really cool. Um, which was really cool. And had I not had this professor with Dr. Brown, or, or sorry, this relationship with Dr. Brown, like 
that wouldn't have been a possibility. I yeah, also really got to neat. internship at a museum in the city for about a year because I was nominated for it by one of my other professors that I was close with. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of great opportunities opened up because of that. I studied abroad and got a scholarship for that too because um, he put the application in my hands and was like, you'll qualify, do this. And he was absolutely right. I did. And I was able to study abroad. Where did you end up going? Um, the first time I studied abroad, I did a summer program at Cambridge, England. And then the second time I delayed my graduation and the summer in 09, I um, went to Italy to study for a summer. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's, you are so lucky. <laughs> I am so lucky. And I, like I said, I wouldn't have had those experiences. I did my grad degree at a much larger university. And even finding the office where you would apply was was difficult. Like it took a lot of effort. Um, I mean, I think the effort is worthwhile if you can study abroad, but it was nice to have it so much more accessible. Absolutely. And, I, and that's definitely like a, you know, a positive for going to a school. That's a little bit on the smaller side because, you know, people do get to know you a little bit better. They do get to see what you would qualify for and they can, you know, really think about those things and they're more connected to those opportunities. So exactly. you get, you get to know about them. Much exactly. More I mean, they were even did a, um, a new style course where we did half of our class time in museums. I studied art history. Um, so we did half of our class time in museums and galleries and the other half on campus. And it was a brand new um, format of teaching. And so our department chose 14 students that they thought would be a good fit. And so I got to do that because I had a good relationship with them. And see, that's amazing too, because mm -hmm. I'm sure that that's absolutely like invaluable when it comes to when you're going out to look for jobs and going to grad school and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It prepared me for so much. And a lot of these relationships, like going in, I think early in the semester and asking your professor a question, even if it's like, did I format this right? Or I have a hard time understanding like how the type of voice I need to write this paragraph or whatever it is, starts that relationship. And so that's essentially what I did. And out of it came this, these great opportunities. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you've talked about it a little bit already. So what is campus like? Would you say it's easy to navigate? And then how far would you typically have to like walk or bike or however you got to class to get there? Yeah, our campus was neat in that no cars were on the inside. So like you could drive around and park on the outside, but it was kind of like this oval of no cars, lots of green space and, and paths. Um, so I mainly walked all over campus, which was really, really useful. I think I... I don't think I walked more than 10 minutes ever to get to class. Okay. Um, and that was from the dorms too, which was cool. Now I think it's gotten a little bit bigger, but um, people adapt with longboards and bicycles. Um, but you, we never had to drive just because the campus wasn't, wasn't really accessible by car, but also it wasn't necessary. That's really nice. I kind of, I kind of like that a little bit. It was really nice. You, you never worried you're going to get hit by a car, you know, <laughs> like if you yeah. did ride your bike and stuff like that. And um, it meant there was a giant green in the middle for picnics and, you know, demonstrations and art installations and all sorts of crazy stuff. So it was nice to have that big open space that was just available for everyone. Yeah, it must be. And it must be really nice to just be on campus and it be this beautiful open green space as well mm -hmm. and not have to just like, you know, there's not all of this noise or anything else. Like you can really be out there and study or focus or enjoy that space a little bit more differently exactly. than you would. Exactly. Like I said, my grad school was very different. And so there was cars and you didn't have that really as an option. And I realized how much I, I took that for granted as an undergrad because I could sit on the green and study and, and there would be a nice breeze without a ton of cars. And, you know, the nice breeze was really helpful because it's in Florida. So on a hot day, that was, that was. Oh yeah. Helpful. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. So would you say there were any specific factors that led you to choose this school over any others that you might've applied to for your undergrad? 
Yeah. So um, I applied to a lot of Florida state schools and I was really lucky. I, I got into most and um, I went around and kind of my mom and I did a camping trip and peaked at like two or three that I was interested in. Like I said, I wasn't very enthusiastic about having to go to a Florida school. Um, but when we got to UNF, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it just sort of felt right. Um, I liked how the campus felt. We just sort of wandered around without a tour and just sort of like took in the campus and talked to a few people. That's actually how I met the first woman in one of the offices who put me up for a scholarship was my mom and I just walking around and checking out the campus. Um, and I did that at a few schools, but there was just something about UNF that kind of felt right. Like I didn't feel like I was getting lost there, but I also didn't feel like, you know, you wouldn't have a good selection of people to meet and experiences. So um, it was really just sort of a feeling, which I don't think is the most scientific way to tell people to pick a school, but it ended up working out really well for me. Yeah, but I think there's something to be said about that. I think there's something to be said about using all of the, you know, quote unquote, more scientific methods of choosing a school and kind of mm -hmm. using that to narrow yourself down to like a selection. And then when you get there, like, you'll know, like, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll know that feeling when you're there, you'll be like, this, this isn't it like this is not it and you should trust that gut like when you're on campus and you're like I don't I don't feel at home here you know because you know they say that about when you meet people you can kind of mm -hmm. tell but I say the same thing about going to a space it's just knowing what you're going to feel comfortable with because it is four years plus of your yeah. life depending on how you know the time frame it takes and so you should really really listen to that absolutely and I, I wish I'd in... listened to myself yeah <laughs> yeah you know, I went into school, too, to study. Um, I was a double major in biology and chemistry and ended up, ended up switching after my first study abroad to art history because I realized I was going to be happier. So I chose the school because it had one of the big reasons I'd chosen was it had good um, sciences and everything. Um, and I ended up studying something completely different and having an even better experience than I could have expected. Um, so I think just being like open to that idea of change because so many college freshmen change their major early on too. You might choose a school because it's exactly this for this only thing. Um, but if it doesn't feel right and something does change, then you're stuck somewhere. Yeah. And I definitely change schools, change my majors, you know, mm -hmm. and, I, and it's one of those things that it, it happens, but I worked with my school and I had everything sort of, you know, figured out and I was open to those possibilities and, I could not be more thankful with like with the path I ended up taking, but mm -hmm. it is one of those things that I wish I had known when I gone to look at schools that I really taken that gut feeling in on how I was going to feel. So yeah, I'm definitely like with you on that. Our gut tells us so much and we're taught to ignore it. And I think it tells us a lot of good information. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. My very last question for you. What do you wish you had known that an incoming or prospective student can benefit from? Um that you should apply for scholarships even if you don't meet all the criteria because uh, I applied for several um, after I was told to and I did not meet all the right all the criteria I was maybe missing one specific thing and I would still qualify because a lot of students don't meet those criteria so they don't apply um, so there's a lot of money out there that's never claimed and there's simple applications um, so that's a really nice way to kind of alleviate some of the burden and um, I mean, it was unexpected, but the, the study abroad stuff kind of happened. But to look ahead early, like as soon as you're there, start seeing what's available because traveling will never be cheaper than when you're an undergrad and you have so many things available to you um, going in. So I think that is something that's really important to the whole experience. And if you can do it, it's definitely worth doing it. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, Absolutely. and like I was so bitter about having to go to a Florida school, which is just so silly. Like. I, I really wish I hadn't let preconceived ideas of what 
a party school might look like or what poor academics might look like. And instead actually just looked at the school for what it's actually producing. Cause had I, like, I would have saved myself a lot of stress and it would have just been a much smoother process, you know? So, Absolutely. yeah, I like those. I like those advices because I think when people really look at the opportunity, people don't realize exactly how much financial aid is never claimed mm-hmm. and that, it is really important to look at it and see like, do I meet this criteria? And even if you don't fit hit like every box, doesn't mean that you shouldn't try because exactly. what's the worst they say? No, exactly. You're no worse off than when and you applied. What's the best case scenario? They mm-hmm. say yes. <laughs> exactly. College is expensive and do everything you can. <laughs> and so many of the essays are similar. So you can write up a nice draft and then just have that and edit as you submit to meet the different requirements for essays that you submit. Oh, yeah. They're not really all that different. So Mm-mm. sometimes if you have like a really good couple of options, they'll apply to so many things and you yep. can go boom, 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 boom. And exactly. And then have a good form like thank you note because if it's a private donor, I think you know it goes a long way. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's that's perfect advice because it is not typical in you know younger generations now to do thank you notes, but mm-hmm. everyone should know. Thank everybody. Do it for jobs. Do it for you absolutely. Know, scholarship stuff, everything. Yeah. It's great. They'll it's- remember you. They'll appreciate it. And they'll know that their money actually helped a real person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I really enjoyed learning more about this school and I really appreciate you coming yeah. on. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice to talk about it. it was- The library wants to be able to help teens on their journey as best we can. So for more information about College and Career Connections, please visit Charlotte Mecklenburg Library's website, cmlibrary.org teens, and also check out the Career Exploration Spotlight podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you just heard or know someone who would, please share it. Take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you want to lend your personal support to what we're doing, leave a review on your podcast provider. Tune in every other week for a new episode of the College Exploration Spotlight series, and we'll see you then.